Hello, I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me do this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they've faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they've forgotten my age. Today my guest is Naga Manchetti, who is a BBC television presenter, newsreader and journalist. She regularly presents BBC Breakfast, Newsnight and Victoria Derbyshire. And like me and my dad, you may have seen her on Strictly a couple of years ago. Thanks for joining me today, Naga. Can we start by you telling the listeners what shows you are currently presenting? Hi, Grace. It's um, a joy to be with you. I feel very honoured, actually, that you're talking to women who you think might be inspirational. So thank you for thinking of me. Um, At the moment, I'm presenting BBC Breakfast, which is my regular job, and I'm doing lots of other bits as well. Um, I'm doing some Five Live, Radio Five Live presenting. I've just been filling in for the Emma Barnett show. Um, and I've been doing a couple of podcasts. So I did, um, there used to be a podcast called Brexit Cast, and then it became Coronavirus Cast or Coronacast, and now it's Newscast. So I guest hosted that as well. And then I'm just doing lots of little other bits and bobs, working on bits and bobs at the moment, keeping myself busy. Talking about um, BBC Breakfast, how hard do you think it is, or annoying, um, to wake up really early in the morning just to go to work? Or have you got used Ah, to it? Well, you see, you're coming at it completely the wrong way. So no one likes getting up at silly o'clock, as we all call it. My alarm, my first alarm goes off at 3.45 in the morning. Oh, my God. And I have seven. So I have one at 3.45, which is one of those clocks, which is like a light. Uh So it comes on and it's supposed to ease you into the morning. Um, Unfortunately, I'm usually facing the other way, so I don't see it. (laughs) And then I have um, an alarm, alarms on my phone. I have four o'clock. Five past four, ten past four, quarter past four, twenty past four, and twenty-two minutes past four. So what was that? Four, five past ten past quarter past twenty past twenty-two. So six on my phone plus the three forty-five. But you said how annoying is it to get up that early just to go to work? I love my job. So I have never woken up and thought, I don't want to get up and go to work. Yes, I've woken up and thought I am tired i'm so tired please give me two more hours sleep but never i don't want to go to work i honestly i bounce out of bed most days and because and i bounce into the office as well because i love my job so it's not annoying sometimes it's inconvenient being that early but honestly i love it i've never not loved it so it's not annoying while you're at school did you know what you wanted to do or be or did that happen when you were older I had no idea about what I wanted to be when I was at school. I had no idea until, really, until after I left university. So I was at an advantage in some ways because I was really good at school. I was very academic and I loved school. I loved um, all my subjects. Um, And I played musical instruments and I had a really good time. And I, I wasn't mega sporty, even though I enjoyed sport, but I was concentrating more on school and music. And then I went to university and decided to study English because I was good at so many things. I thought, just do the thing you enjoy the most. And I loved reading and I loved writing and I loved the creativity and the thinking behind all of that. So I decided to do English. And then while I was at university, I was at Leeds, I kind of fell into getting involved with the student newspaper. So just got really involved with that. And then after 
I didn't want to go out and work. I, I always worked. I've worked since I was 13 with like part-time jobs and always had two jobs from the summer holidays and always worked two jobs at university, but didn't want to go out and have a full-time job. So I decided to do a post-grad diploma in newspaper journalism. So I came back to London and did that. And then I got, after that, I got my first job at the Evening Standard in newspapers as a journalist. But I had no idea I wanted to be a journalist. I, I don't even think, even when I got my first job as a journalist, I don't even think I thought it was going to be a career. But then I just loved it and then moved into telly and learned all about how to make TV. So I kind of fell into it and fell in love with it as the years went by. But I certainly had no idea. I don't think you should have an idea of what you want to do anyway. I think that people now especially have lots of different careers and you should kind of think well i'm good at four or five things or i like four or five things i'll try one if it doesn't work i'll try to do my best at it if it doesn't work i can move on to something else life's full of variety do you think music could could have been a career for you no i was never good enough i did my grade eight trumpet and piano and um, I loved playing them, absolutely. I wasn't very good at the violin. I think I did my grade four and then I gave up. Um, and I still tinker around with the piano now. I haven't played the trumpet since I was 19. Um, but no, I was never, I didn't work hard enough at it. I did just enough to kind of get my grades and to enjoy it. And I loved the jazz trumpet, but I was, wasn't as dedicated as so many other people around me. Um, so I couldn't really have made a career with it. You have to be so talented and so dedicated. Did you go to university? And how important do you think it is to go? Well, as I said, I went to Leeds um, and that's how I fell into um, newspapers and journalism. Do I think it's important to go? I think you have to do what's right for you. I don't think university is right for everyone. Um, my, I have many, many friends who didn't go to university and are so successful um, because they did jobs that they liked um, and they studied in different ways and they learned on the job or they studied while they were working. I think you should do what suits you. And if you don't want to be studying all the time, then go out and work, go out and do or go out and travel if you're lucky enough to be able to afford to do that or go and get some work experience and go and learn a trade. I think whatever suits you, you should do. I've heard that you like golf a lot. We've seen a big spike in people playing golf. Tell us about how you got into golf. How often do you play? And have you encountered any issues about being a woman in a stuffy, in a stuffy old golf club? <laughs> oh, lots of questions there. I started playing about 12 years ago, maybe even longer, 12, 13 years ago. And my husband played, and I always said I was never going to play. I said it was a stuffy game and not for people like me. Um, so he said, give it a go. And so I decided to, and I took lots of lessons because I don't like doing anything unless I can do it properly. So I wasn't going to go out and just tack around. So I took lots of lessons. And my first round of golf I had did with my teacher and my husband. And I just persevered. I was never really an outdoorsy person, and now I really am. Um, so I loved that. So that's how I got into golf. And then we joined a club and met some brilliant people. The great thing about golf is you can play with people of all different ages, all different backgrounds, um, from all walks of life and get on. 
because all you do is talk about golf. Well, you always have that as a common ground and then you find out about people. Have I had any instances of stuffy golf clubs? Yes. Um, but I think the instances are becoming fewer. Um, I remember once playing in um, a foursomes match and that meant that, and it was mixed. So I was playing with a gentleman who'd never played golf with me before and I was quite new to golf and he decided to tell me what to do on the golf course. Um, I didn't listen to what he said. I did what I wanted to do on the golf course, hit the shot I wanted to hit and put it on the green. And he just stood there open mouth and I told him in no uncertain terms that if he ever did that again, um, there wouldn't be a happy result, shall we say. So he learned his lesson. Um, I think you can only change poor environments by speaking up. Uh, which I've always done in golf clubs. And actually, there are many, many men and women who are determined to make sure that golf clubs are welcoming to all kinds of people, to children, to um, people who aren't necessarily couples, to women, to people from different backgrounds. I think that's changed and I think that's encouraging. Just talking a little bit more about golf, um, I heard that you... Um won a tournament like a golf tournament how was yeah, that um, i've won a couple um i won the first major one i won was the depaula cup which was ages ago um, and i had to play five rounds in three days it was a knockout um thing and i i won that so i was really chuffed and i've been um ladies club champion a couple of times i won that a few weeks ago actually which i was really really pleased about so it was a two-day competition and um I played really well on the first day and then the second day after the first nine holes I didn't play so well and I thought I was going to lose it because I'd done that the year before and then I brought it back kind of I used my grit and determination to make sure I could focus so I won that but honestly Grace um, I'm really really competitive I won't deny that and I don't think there's anything wrong with that but genuinely if I play well I'm happier if I've played well and even lost than if I've played badly and won. Um, I've kind of eased off in being so competitive, although I must say I do like winning. It's not all about the winning, but I do like winning. What have been the biggest challenges of your career to date and how did you overcome them? Biggest challenges? Um, I think you have challenges every day. So in the job I do, because I'm on TV or on the radio, um, I always describe us um, journalists and television um, presenters as Marmite. People either love us or they hate us. And the challenge is trying to not take it too much to heart when someone really doesn't like you um, and accept that. Um, also to accept constructive criticism which isn't a challenge, but also to learn to ignore mean, hateful comments and not put up with them. Um, and the biggest challenge, I would say, every day is I try to be the best at what I do. So I try to be the best person I can. I try to do the best job I can because then I'm... Um, when I get home, even when, you know, from playing golf or from even washing a dish, I try to do it the best 
way I possibly can. So that's, I suppose, the biggest challenge is the challenge I've set myself. Do you have any idols or mentors at the moment? Oh, so many. So many. Um, and they come in all shapes and sizes. Um, I have lots of colleagues who I look up to um, and learn from every day. Um, from the ones I sit next to when I'm presenting breakfast, to the producers who are behind the scenes, to the um, output editors, to my mum. I look up to my mum greatly, uh, my husband. I have lots of really strong friends, many female friends I look up to um, and I learn from and who support me and hopefully I support. Um, idols, it's not one, there isn't one particular one, but there are particularly um, people in history who have kind of fought against the odds, knowing they were right and stood up for what they believed in. Sometimes if I feel that I'm not being heard or if I feel I'm being unfairly treated, I kind of think about those people or just kind of read, read about the trials and tribulations they went through. Not that I have many trials and tribulations at all, um, but we all have our little battles to fight. And I, I, I look at them and just think, well, if they did that on such a huge scale, I can persevere. Is there anything that you still want to do, either personally or professionally? Oh, yeah, loads of things. Oh, my goodness, loads of things. I want to climb the three peaks. I want to skydive. I want to um, have a radio programme. I want to, um, my goodness, shoot level par or under par three times in a row. I want to, I want to be known for being kind. I want to make all the people I love smile. Um, I always want to do things. There are so many things I want to do. I don't have one big goal. I used to set myself a challenge every other year. So one year I ran the marathon, the other year I um, did Ride 100 and I rode, did London to Paris and I cycled um, Bedford to Amsterdam in, in a year. Um, and then I dislocated my knee last year, so I've had to ease off on the physical challenges. Um, I was a judge for the Bailey's Book Prize, which meant I had to read something like 120 books in, mm -hmm. I don't know, a ridiculously short amount of time. Um, I'm always setting myself challenges. At the moment, actually, I'm um, in the spare time I have, which isn't much, I'm trying to um, improve my French. Because I did French at A-level, but it's really rusty, and I love France, and I'd love to be able to speak French really well, and I can just speak it okay at the moment, so that frustrates me. So that's my kind of ongoing challenge. That's a lot of exciting things. Do you think that you would be able to, when you were standing right out of an airplane, just jump to do a skydive? Yes. So, you're, so you're not afraid of heights? Uh, I'd be afraid of heights if I wasn't secured. Like, I wouldn't stand on the edge of a roof without, you know, some harnessing or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I've abseiled and I've bungee jumps and I've bridged, I've done bridge swings and I've um, glided, paraglided and all sorts. So, yeah, absolutely. Bring it on. <laughs> I heard you were on Class Dismissed. I love that show. What are your favourite moments of that? Say that again, Grace. What are your favourite moments of Class Dismissed? I think we just had so much fun. 
filming it. I think I had to be really strict at one point. Um, but everyone was so professional. It was a lovely, lovely atmosphere. And it was filmed way before um, COVID-19 and social distancing. So we all just had a re really good laugh. Um, but it was doing something very different. Um, uh, takes from lots of different angles. I'm used to live television or live broadcasting, live radio. So um, it was a very different experience, but just so much fun. I'd be there again, like a shot if they invited me. What tips would you give girls when they start to think about their careers and their future? I would think, I, one tip I would say is don't be too stressed about it. Life happens and we have no control over so much of it. So do what you enjoy. Don't try to be anything that you think other people think you should be. Try to, and you will always learn more about yourself as you get older. That doesn't change. At my age, I'm learning stuff about myself all the time. Um, and my career may change. I think if you have an ambition, absolutely go for it and find out as much as you can about it and talk to people who are in that industry. Um, but as I said earlier, you may have lots of careers in your life. And so you have lots of options. So don't tie yourself to one thing. But if there is something you really are interested in or really passionate about, make sure you learn about it, you stay passionate about it because there's no point doing a job you don't love. Um, and talk to as many people as you can who are in that industry to find out about it. And don't just think that the traditional routes are the only routes to get into it. The world is changing so much and so quickly. What do you think work for women, especially in what your industry is, might look like in 10 years' time? What would my industry look like in 10 years' time for women? Yeah, like television. Um, well, there are more and more women, obviously, in the industry, rightly so. Um, I would love to see a 50-50 balance, gender balance. Um, in the top tiers of the industry. That doesn't necessarily mean on screen, behind the scenes as well. And I think industry is working towards that and has made very clear that it's a priority. Um, I'd like to see much more diversity on screen. People from different backgrounds, with different accents, from different parts of the country, um, different colours, different genders, and I think your generation, for your generation, mixing with people of all types and, and all sexualities and genders is much more normal than it was, say, for someone when I, when I was growing up. Um, and I think, unfortunately, the industry isn't at the point yet where it has enough people who, who feel it's normal. Um, although that they accept it's it's normal and you know that but that's life. But I don't think I think we need people in the industry to reflect everyone, and I'd like to see more of that. That's not necessarily a woman thing, a gender thing. I think that's just a society thing. Finally, I have to ask about Strictly. It mm. it looks really hard work. Did you enjoy it? And are you looking more, are you looking to do more non news TV? Um. 
Strictly is very hard work. You do a lot of training. I remember um, my partner was Pasha. I did it in 2016, I think. Um, and I used to go to do, I did BBC breakfast, so I'd be up at four in the morning and do my program. And then we'd start training at 10 and we wouldn't finish till six in the evening. And then I'd get home and I'd probably be practicing in my hallway. And we did that for, you know, all week. We had one day off. Um, it was very hard work. Yes, I did enjoy it because I love learning new things. I absolutely loved all the training. Um, I was very scared during the live shows. That because it, I was completely out of my comfort zone. Um, so that bit was really tough for me. Um, do I want to do non-news TV? Yes, of course. I'd love to do more non-news TV um, because I think variety is important. And as much as I love news, I love the lighter side to TV as well and radio. So I'll, I will be doing some little little bits um, here and there, but I, I am a news hound, I'm afraid to say. I'm a journalist at heart and um, I'm curious and nosy. So I don't think that's going to go away. So I think news is probably my natural home. I have really enjoyed chatting with you today, Naga. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make. Keep listening to Grace Jeffries Meets as I talk to many more brilliant women.